Welcome to that, that last uh, 15 seconds. Welcome to that, the podcast. I'm going to start the energy I'm feeling right there. Huh? Oh, you're going to start at the... Oh, okay. Welcome to the, Welcome last, to the last 15 seconds. seconds. Oh, okay. You're going to start right there? Yeah, because right. did those 15 seconds happen or not? <laughs> oh! <laughs> I see what you mean. Did you what? say my name? <laughs> That's... Did so you say what? I think you meant... Conspiracy. Say what? what? That's what we are. Cameron. No, we're not Cameron. We're a podcast. No, you're Cameron. I am Cameron. That's Allie. That's and me. the one talking before me is Jason. Jason. That's him. Hey, listen, uh, Russian equivalent of, of Marvin Barry. You know that new sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. I found my and today, that's because we're going to be talking about a little bit of Russian that's conspiracy. Vladimir, that's Vladimir Putin singing yeah. Blueberry Hill, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, the podcast. Oh, In hopefully Russian. Google's right. Never yeah, is. It never is. But don't worry, and don't worry. I am drinking vodka. You know, you know what's fun is when you drop a translation into Google that it translated and retranslated back, and it translates to something yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are always fun. Let's see what it says. <laughs> I would see. I would. Uh, there's like a whole thing. That's how like bootleg stuff can end up being really messed up in terms of subtitles because they do that same thing yeah for some reason they just translate and translate it again so that's pretty fun uh so today why are we talking about russians cameron why why are we where are we talking about well you know you know your history teacher man right did they teach you about like rome and greek and not as much as i wanted honestly but they did i I, I always love roman greek stuff but they never really taught i wish they'd teach more of it well do you know what they should have taught you None of that. It doesn't it, exist. Because it ain't. Well, it exists. Not in the way we think, though. And that's that's the important thing here, yeah. right? Yeah. So what we're talking about this week is new chronology yeah. or the idea of such a thing. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's just jump jump into it, okay? Yeah. Okay. Define uh, chronology. The order of time. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Define new. Not old. Yeah. Oh, there you go using the opposite to define something that's new killing it so far people are like this is a conspiracy podcast you're damn right it is so anyway a new chronology is the idea (laughs) yeah what is the idea of tell me it's that middle eastern and european history basically are flawed what yeah but they've never committed any kind of flaws well uh they did (laughs) (laughs) name four for what Flaws. Uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so new chronology, it's kind of a, a hefty thing. Yeah, history Damn. is flawed. Those, the, like, uh, it's basically, it's saying, like, trying to get it, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. This is a whole fucking thing. If you wanted to read the, like, books about it, there's, like, an encyclopedic volumes of it there's seven volumes basically the perspective here is like more or less it's based on historical inaccuracies believed by one man uh anthony fomenko anatoly anatoly Anatoly. that's what it is anatoly fomenko anatoly 
Fomenko. Yeah. So this guy, he believes that sometime around the 11th to the 14th century, that like any time behind that is going to be inaccurate or hard to trust, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fair. I mean, it's you know, there's there's sometimes missing documents, uh, weird or, things that happen, or things that are just written incorrectly, or just yeah, things that relied on like timekeeping things that were inaccurate or not really reliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his whole theory it relies on so it relies on the timekeeping. It relies on poor record keeping, uh, limited surviving documents from all those old civilizations. I mean, we of course know like the Great Library of Alexandria burned down. That was one of the things that lost a whole bunch of information for us throughout. Many history. times Rome just burned down in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we lost a bunch of stuff made out of stone. That's a whole nother conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you saying that Roman fire can't melt? Stone beams. Oh, God, stop it. <laughs> uh, other things that happens is the Catholic uh, religion, which we'll get into a little bit. They have a lot to do with this guy's theories. Uh, they were known to forge information. That is a true thing. They did forge certain documents. Uh, and then just we know that historical events have been exaggerated before, and then we found other perspectives on it um, that show us kind of how those exaggerations affected our belief in what the past was. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like... I think the overarching idea is that the whole timeline of the world is supposed to be a thousand years shorter. Is there's a whole like added thousand years? Yeah, if you put it like at its most basic, like yeah. what is this theory about? It's like a thousand years didn't actually, as happen. we think of them, yeah. didn't yeah. actually happen. Correct. And yeah. everything is just is a lot younger than we think it to be. And yeah. I think most of the most of the events, these ideas are around, happened in um, like the Roman Empire, ancient Greece, ancient Egypt. Like yeah, I mean, we're talking European. Like part of where this theory goes is talking about how things like the Egyptian Empire started in like like or ended like what four hundred years ago, something like that. Yes, yeah, that was one of the so, things. Is he claims that Egyptian society as we know it kept going until the 18th century yeah because mm-hmm. of how uh, everything is set up and how it's set up incorrectly mm-hmm. i never got to were you ever able to find like a picture of a timeline i was never able to find one that was coherent there's, a there's the word <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. i find them so you got yes. you got the same hole i did yeah because yeah. it's like i would see something is like I, I would look at it and go i don't know what to make of this well i of, actually checked out the first couple of volumes of Fomenko's book. Um, what was that called? It was... Oh, it was... Oh, something... Oh, it was History, Science, or Fiction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And but so it, I, it was like history. Yeah, colon, science, science or, or fiction. fiction. Yeah. 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 And um, he's got an awful lot of convoluted, like, timelines and, like, photos that he's compiled and all kinds of things in there. And if you ever want to, like, look into that and try to make sense of it, please do. Check your local library. And we will try to put up some pictures of the book. Um, yes. And yeah. some some of the charts, like Jason said, I mean, like, did I find timelines? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I found tons. Definitely. But did I understand a single <laughs> one of them? Exactly. No. no. Most of them looked like radio waves with words written around yeah. them. It's yeah. It's kind of a That's, mess. Mm-hmm. So either I'm just like one of the dumbest people on this planet, or it just really is super convoluted. <laughs> uh, it might be somewhere in the middle, though. So let's, I wanted to start uh, with, let's talk about Anatoly, right? 
Anatoly the Cannoli Fomenko. So Anatoly Fomenko, he is a Russian scholar. He was born in 1945. Still around. Still, still around. He is still kicking. Yep. Um, he Is he still at that same university where he started... Like trying to, I don't know, I like, so. like some there. Moscow university. Yeah, Can we go take a class? Russian from university. Well, he so he's always been kind of like this very smart. Like he was raised as like a very smart kid. Uh, yeah. His parents moved around, and then once they kind of moved back and settled in um, to where he was born in Russia, he went to secondary school where he won. Uh, a whole host of awards in math competitions. Um, so just like all these different mathematical competitions that he did throughout like his childhood. Yeah, and, and history isn't like his only thing. This is something right. he did after he already had a career. Right. Yeah, it, uh, the history thing came out from the math. Yeah. It was right. him being such a brilliant mathematician. Oh yeah, he's a renowned uh, mathematician. I mean, he has a doctorate um, at some of the other things. He, uh, he's a professor. He is a Russian Academy of Sciences member. He also has a Russian Federation Prize for his work on mathematics, and that includes over 200 different published studies, books, articles, scholarly articles, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So this guy is not just like some crazy conspiracists who came out of nowhere he's like, he's not uh he's a oh, smart dude what was the name of the time cube guy you know what i'm talking about time cube you know like anything about time about cube that. no i feel like i've heard it write that down that's an write episode down time cube we'll time go cube. into time cube in another time <laughs> but, but anyway time cube guy it was just all made by one i mean it, it seems almost mean to call him crazy because it was like clearly like he was getting too old kind of thing you know what mm. i mean yeah but uh, he would, but he, but it's, it's not from just a crazy man on the street. It's from a actual Russian, like, scholar. Right. Yeah. Very, very. Like when it comes to math, say what you will about your the history stuff, which we will. But he, as far as math goes, like he knows his stuff. Well, and even in history, I mean, he knows his stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Fomenko, he's mostly renowned in Russia for one. Mm -hmm. um, that's one thing I did read is it's hard to get a hold of a lot of his stuff outside of Russia. Mm -hmm. But in Russia, he's very well known. Um, but he started w with the history stuff uh, in the Soviet Union. Working yes, because yes, obviously, yeah. Yeah, born and that's in why. 45? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was born in 45. Uh, so he's, and when he started working for the Soviets, he was young. I mean, like, it would have been, he probably would have been like 20s. Yeah, he started on this whole, like, revisionistic history thing in, like, the late 70s. And yeah. this, the books didn't really get around to America, I think, until, like, the early 90s. Because mm -hmm. it was kind of like a, like you said, it was really only in Russia that he was known. Right. And then after the, the USSR fell, um, a lot of stuff was able to make it out of Russia. Right. And when he worked for the Soviets, part of his thing, the reason why this whole new chronology thing popped up is because um, he was he was unhappy basically with how they were, because they were tasked, he and a team were tasked with, re, with looking at history and kind of revising how it should look. Because they had thought that there were false witness testimonies, things like that, like historians that didn't do all the research, they elaborated too much on something went into details that weren't actually there like all these different things e uh, easy to believe because i mean right like, think about how much we know about the greeks and the romans oh, just yeah. from uh just from like a, a, a some historian who wrote it down mm -hmm. well yeah like, yeah one guy, and we'll know? definitely like talk about that and that was the thing is he, he also thought too though what i was reading is that he thought or thinks uh that 
like when you look at witness testimonies, you can't say, well, we have this perspective. So it's, it's correct over this perspective. So he started getting irritated with not being able to figure out which perspective was correct. Mm -hmm. So he decided that he needed to look at like astral events. He needed to look at like celestial bodies and things that were moving around us because those have specific time frames in which they move. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was kind of his whole founding idea behind going into this theory because these are things that don't have to be witnessed these are things that we can as a mathematician he can go into and he can see happened so or so yep. he thinks based on his equations which we'll get into that a little bit more mm-hmm. and he's he's actually not the first person to even come up with something like this the term new chronology came from another russian scholar named nikolai Mor- morozov morozov mm-hmm. yeah who was actually he was alive a lifetime before him because he died in 1946. Huh. And this isn't even, like, even before that, there's still other ideas. Um, we'll get into it a little more later, but there's, like, much older people who actually wrote things about alternate timelines and how things were incorrect and all yeah. that. Uh, so we also have Jean Hardouin, a French scholar, who had some of his own ideas. <laughs> I wrote something down about him, okay? Um... John Hardwin. Um, he really didn't write down much of anything. He he had a theory that um, Benedictine monks had actually created classical Rome and Greek fiction, just re- like made it all up in mm-hmm. current current times for him. And my favorite thing I found, he never told anyone why he thought this. He just said, after he dies, someone will find my reason. He died and nobody found <laughs> Any reason for why he thought this? I don't know. Is that what Fomenko was onto? Maybe. I mean, maybe it was. Um, He even thought that, like, they fabricated Greek coins. Like, he thought they just weren't real. Yeah, Uh, he, um... (laughs) No, yeah, one of the beliefs is that a bunch of monks made up everything we know about Greeks and Romans, including forging all their coins. Yep. Which I guess they must have... Forged them and scattered them all throughout Europe. And buried them. Yeah. I feel like it would take a complete society, like almost like an empire. Of monks? To create. To create like coins and scatter yeah, them. Yeah, and, and they would probably have much. to live in that area for a while, like the Greek mm-hmm. area, like Greece, you know? Yeah, so or even, probably, I, mean, the, I mean, or like just all of Europe. Really. I mean, at that point, you could probably call that empire like Greek or Roman, uh-huh. you know? So, huh. Huh. I feel like... But nah, these monks did it. Nah, yeah, the monks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then the other one, uh, we've got a third guy here, and he is definitely more famous. Who yeah. is our third guy? That guy is Sir Isaac Newton. Sir Isaac Newton. By the Queen. Yes. For making some sick albums. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. He was into rap. <laughs> Wait, why did you go straight for rap? <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. Because those apples were hip-hopping after they hit the ground. That's bad. <laughs> ha! Uh, he actually wrote a book, one of the first ones about this kind of thing, called The Chronology of Ancient Kingdoms. You can find that for free online if you feel so inclined to read the whole damn thing. Can we put up some links to that? Hell yeah, we, we can. can. put up some Let's links to that. Let's link that thing, because it's free. Um, so, he... Basically thought the same thing, but he moved things forward in time by like hundreds of years. He assumed that the Greeks um, were actually 300 years newer and that the Egyptians were newer by at least 1800 years. <laughs> so I'll quote something from this. The he, he thought that the Greeks mixed goddess Io with the Egyptian goddess Isis. 
So they were basically the same thing. The Romans lost most of their chronicles to fires set by the Gauls. And the Persian timeline basically made no sense. And he said, how could the great Egyptian city of Memphis have existed before Homer's day if Homer never mentioned it? So he's got all these little, like, pieces of history that he's like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be fair, talking about, like, different societies claiming, like, one created being as, like, different gods and stuff. We do have a lot of gods that are very similar. Or even, like, beliefs. Like, you have, like, throughout mythology, you have... Hades, hell, hell, what people here in America and the South call heck. Still not sure what that is. H-E double hockey sticks. Exactly. Now that's just a sports thing though, I think, right? No. No? Hell no. It's worse than you can ever imagine. Is that where the Mighty Ducks went? Uh, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, there are, I mean, there's definitely like you see, you see like a weird, almost like continuity between how things run in a lot of different mythologies. Yeah, and, and that, just that, and that, that also that that human thing. Or like we all think it's bad to kill somebody. Yeah, usually. Yeah, but, usually. but you know, like like <laughs> take, like you take like people from around the world, and even with like different religions and different cultures, like we still have like those innate like human things that are all common. Like, mm-hmm. be a good person. Don't be a serial killer. Don't uh, steal from people. Uh, you know, help your neighbor, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think one of the biggest similarities I found in all these timelines, they brought up, like, all these prophets in different places and, like, times that are very, very similar. Basically, the assumption that Jesus was the same person. <laughs> Yeah, in a yeah. bunch so of different was, cultures. There was one specific, one specific prophet that um, that our boy, our boy, that our boy uh, Fomenko said just straight up was Jesus. Joseph despite... was the was the name, right? Was it, was it Joseph? Joseph? I don't think I wrote it down. There was Maybe. one that was like something like that, and he same thing, like virgin miracle birth. Uh, had followers at around the age of 28 to 30 where he ministered and then was killed by the government. But I think it was by, by no, 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 this is it. This is it. It was, he was, he had an assertion that Jesus and Pope Gregory the seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know person. it was Pope Gregory. I found yes. a different one. Though. There's actually a bunch. Okay. But Pope Gregory is one of well, the Well, yeah, as we ones. said, yeah, there's he, a lot of prophets. He, he makes his case by spending an entire chapter, apparently correlating astronomical records with events described in the gospels, which is like, Almost his entire theory is based on astronomical yeah. things. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yet never addresses, obviously, the differences between the two men's biographies, like how Jesus was killed when he was in his 30s while Pope Gregory died of old age yeah, yeah. in exile. You know? And so yeah. he basically assumes that Jesus was probably actually born in 1152 AD and crucified around 1185. And this is yeah. probably why this is such a popular conspiracy theory, why he has made it at least somewhere into the Americas, because of the notion that Jesus' birth it was a lot closer than people thought. And it throws off think. a lot of things. It, it does. We should, yeah, probably press, because like we mentioned how it was like a thousand years didn't exist, mm-hmm. so it'd be like... So how we know it is like Roman Empire was like, I wish I knew the dates, like what, 300 BC to like 500 AD? Is that how long the Romans were around? Your assumptions are better than my knowledge. Okay. This is a lot to... (laughs) Yeah, I, I feel like. I'll have to cram into a brain that doesn't have a lot of. Yeah, I feel like I should know. Cameron's knowledge. typing something. Roman Empire was founded in 27 BC. Oh, oh way yeah. earlier. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they were founded uh, about 20 ish years before Christ in terms of our chronology right now would have been born. 
So just in about this timeline. so they're about twenty years old. Yeah. Until it says they ran anywhere from around 117 AD to about 390 AD. It's hard to say. Yeah, that's so, true. Because once it got towards the fall at the end, it's hard to because that just became like a split of empires and kingdoms mm-hmm. all over the place. Right. Uh, but yeah, so the dates you just mentioned, uh, though instead of those taking place basically around zero AD, they actually took place from <laughs> a our perspective. Thousand years later. Yeah, and like in a thousand. AD from our perspective is right. when it really happened. Yeah. Uh, so they were much closer to us. I mean, that the, I mean, part of what that changes, like some people ask why is that so important? I mean, that means that civilization is advanced much quicker than we thought for one. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it changes the perspective of what else was going on at the world at the time. Yeah. Well, so, it, it kind of, it does, it makes sense of some things that don't make any sense. Like I read something how there's like supposedly ancient, like in quotes, um, <laughs> ancient like Roman structures in places that were supposedly way after the ancient Roman empires. Yeah. And it would make sense why they're still standing there. And I, I wanted to point out with the Jesus thing, too, that he actually claims that there's a lot of figures in a lot of different cultures and different supposed time periods that are like prophets of like similar origin with similar stories or popes or rulers and whatever that are all described in a similar way. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. says that actually they're all the same person, just written differently because of like language barriers, basically, is something that I read. Yeah, and that's what we were that's saying about the excuse. prophets too, is like yeah. some that's why he thinks that certain people like Gregory or like the I think his name was Joseph that I found somewhere someone earlier on in the Bible mm-hmm. um that is mentioned in the Bible. Uh, he he thinks that those are all together, that they're just like a conglomerate and that it's just different interpretations. Like you said, language barriers, uh, cultural barriers, whether or not they were actually around the area of the events, you know, that kind of stuff. It's kind of just like a bad game of telephone amongst cultures. (laughs) It's just like, oh, this sounds like the same person, but is it? Is it? It's not really. It's hard to tell because we had such horrible means of trying to keep things consistent. Yeah. A thousand plus years ago. And another thing with uh, different prophets or important people from around the world all apparently being one person is they're all one person and most likely Russian. Yeah, that's another thing, too. That's the other thing. With the Fomenko theory, he, like, he combines so many cultures. Yeah. And then it's just, like, they're all actually Russians. Yeah, like, Genghis Khan and the Mongols actually had, like, some were actually just straight-up Russian. Uh, Alexander the the Great. Yeah. Alexander the Great was a a, a Tsar. Yeah. A Roman emperor. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what I do (laughs) want to talk about is there are... So there are things here that he talks about how, like, basically what this goes into is people, you know, wanting to change history to make it easier on themselves. And you make up people like you fabricate things. So you Mm -hmm. have things like that also come into question, like titles where you have uh, like one of the theories. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But one of the theories that talks about uh, like King Otto the third or something like that. Right. And you talk about titles like that. And it makes you wonder, were, were there anything like was there anything before that or were the people fabricated? Right. Yeah. To make them the third. You can just name someone 
in history, you can title them as like the third or the fourth. And then you would think that there would be more behind them, but that's not always how that works. Um, the reason why I bring this up is because Alexander the Great was Alexander III. But in terms of names and origins, his Alexander, he is the origin of that name, but he's the third person technically that would have had it. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna bring that up because we were just talking about that because yep. my full name is Alexandria. And I was like, oh, the only origin of my name is that he's just, like, it's just the female version of Alexander. Mm -hmm. So we started looking that up. And we realized that Alexander the Great is supposedly Alexander the Third, like you just said. And we're right. like, okay, so like, who are the people before him? Where did he come from? What's going on? And nobody actually knows. No, I, I, we, I looked at that Ooh. time, uh, and I kind of relooked today, <laughs> and I looked into his timeline, and we don't have a solid family tree. We literally have like one person that might be related to Alexander the Great. But his name is not Alexander. No, it's not. Yeah. And it's not like a parent or a grandparent or anything like that. And nobody that goes into an ancestral background comes up as Alexander. So he, he's the name origin of Alexander, yet he is the third one. And that's why theories like this kind of come about because it makes you wonder why is he titled in the way that he is? Why, like, where are the people that preceded him? It could just be that they weren't important, honestly. Yeah. Like, history does not remember everyone. And in <laughs> fact, it remembers very little. Yeah. So, well, if nobody just bothered to write down anything, or if it just got lost or buried or burnt, oftentimes or whatever. kings, if they came from something that was not like a monarchical like birth, then they will get rid of their histories. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, Ramses, who you know, famous uh, pharaoh. He got rid of his past. He tried. We found it, but he tried <laughs> to get. He literally tried to get rid of his dad. Like erased from history. He tried to delete his search history, but <laughs> we found it in the cloud. Yeah, he, they didn't have a Google Cloud, guys. Well, that that's <laughs> it one didn't of my exist. that's one of my favorite examples of true revisionist history because he comes in and he literally like gets rid of statues, gets rid of carvings, all these different things, and that's where the Egyptians started getting sculpted as like muscular people because his father had had them sculpted with like big beer bellies, very thin framed. They weren't like muscular, they weren't portrayed very well, so they got rid of it. They tried. Huh. Yeah, it's a really Deleted. or was it was it Ramses that No, no, no. It was uh King Tut, that's who it was, that oh, did that. Oh, of course yeah. it'd be Tut. It was King Tut that did that. That boy. The the most famous of the the, the kings, mm -hmm. I'd say. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I knew who King Tut was. So, and King Tut's knows. father was Akhenaten. And Akhenaten, Akhenaten was one of the ones Akhenaten. that we... That's a good name. Say it again. Akhenaten. Uh, but he, his style of what, we sh of what was like Egyptian life was very much not welcomed by King Tut. And like Akhenaten, he's like a whole nother thing. We should do a conspiracy episode on him because he claimed to be an alien. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's a lot of weird stuff there. Huh. Uh, yeah. It, but it's just, it's a good example of where like, when we're talking about this theory, realize we do know revisionist history does happen. Is that the first example of like, so how, when was King Tut around according to our timeline? Uh, so according to our timeline, he would have been around sometime after 1336, 1334 BC, because that's when his father died. So he would have taken over around that time. Mm. So he'd have been born. Is that uh, maybe the first example of like a society showing like what they perceive as ideal? You know what I mean? Like by, by having yeah. muscular forms. Yeah. And I don't know if any pharaohs had done that before. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. Or not. But I know that like Akhenaten, the interesting thing is he claimed to be like this godly figure. He claimed to not be from Earth. Like all these different things. Uh, and Didn't most Egyptian leaders They did. That? But mm -hmm. it's funny because he didn't portray himself like that. 
he portrayed himself as this very thin person with giant weird eyes and a beer belly. And yeah, Tut hated that. Though we also know Tut had like deformities and stuff too. So it's a possibility the reason why that revisionist thing began was because of that whole thing. Well, that's interesting because like ever since Greeks, we've had like statues of like muscular men. And we know Greeks were not sculpted like that. Like not all of them at least. (laughs) There's no way. Yeah. But you know, but you know what I mean though? Yeah. With like just the, uh, you know, carving, literally carving out the ideal uh, man or woman to be, whatever. Yeah. That, that's interesting. But yeah. But I, it's all bullshit because Egyptians <laughs> actually happened only like 500 years ago. Oh, oh yeah. They were not just, that ancient. Yeah. I mean, really, honestly, not long before the Civil War. Just think about that. Yeah. (laughs) Not long before the Revolutionary War, fucking King Tut was tutting around, doing his thing. I don't think that's the actual timeline, but the fact that, like, (laughs) he talks about, like, ancient Egyptians being around until 1700s. Yeah. Obviously. I think the thing with the Egypt stuff is the most, like, plausible, because there are so many theories, actually, and a lot of people that really think that the... The Egyptians really aren't that ancient. Yeah, yeah. For, and this for isn't that the specific, only theory. Sure. Yeah. yeah. For that specific society, I agree. That is, uh, yeah. like, there's a lot to. And this is not the first time I've ever seen anything about how Egyptians are newer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can we can talk about the other theories, maybe yeah, later. What, but one other um, one other Russian thing I didn't wasn't able to get to uh, was that the Etruscans, which were. They're like a people we don't really know much about. Mm-hmm. They were sort of the predecessor to Greeks as we know them. Okay. They were in that, like they were in uh, Italy, that area, like Mediterranean. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before the Greeks were. And we don't know much about them. There's like statues of them like smiling and being all like, you know, like happy for some reason. Like if you look up Etruscans, you're always going to find. Yeah, they're aliens. Because why aliens. else would they be happy? Um, I... <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but what, but what uh, flamencos was saying was that they were Slavic, a.k.a. Russian. Yeah, I was just going to say something about that, and I just yeah. found that little note that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Slavic, that... like, it covers, like, mostly Eastern European, Yeah, I think. But, I mean, Slavic... the big one is Russian. He's just saying that they're all Russian, like Slavic, yeah. Turkish. Um, he actually called it the Russian horde. <laughs> he did, I didn't yeah. catch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to bring that up. Oh my gosh. He says that everything basically in Eastern Europe was Russian and he refers to it as the Russian horde. (laughs) So basically he's saying that Russians were the most powerful thing during that time and that that the people in that area are basically living like a nationalistic lie. And everything important about uh, like uh, many, many important figures throughout history are also Russian. Mm -hmm. And that everything before the 17th century is basically just Russian. (laughs) That's, that's his whole thought there. Yeah. Before man took over. Everything is Russian. And he kind of sort of sprinkles like English in there, Mm -hmm. like, but he doesn't really bring it up. He's just like, it's all Russians. And then those English people over there. Let's roam on over to our next topic. Let's roam on over to our next topic. So on top of emerging different people throughout history, prophets, popes, kings, all that kind of stuff, uh, into like Jesus and making that work for historical purposes, he also mixed uh, different cities together because they would have been existing in similar areas, areas that could have been right on top of each other. He didn't want kind of that overlap. So what he looks at it as is those cities were all because they're mentioned in so many different places, they're all one place. He called this New Rome, and it was made up of Jerusalem, Rome, and Troy. Uh, Now, according to Fomenko, Rome is kind of a placeholder 
and it 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 can like it basically is a placeholder there for many different cities. That's what he looks at it as. Uh, so he's not looking at Rome as the literal historical city. He's looking at it as something that was then interpreted by other people. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we're what we're uh, looking at. He thinks that first Rome was an ancient Egyptian city, which is where we combine that as well, and that it was actually along the delta of the Nile, and that that was the capital of Alexandria. Uh, What it doesn't talk about is whether or not that still goes into how Alexander worked, and I don't know, because Alexandria was named after Alexander, who, as we know, was named after someone, because he's the third but is the beginning of the name. That's a good response. That's fair. It's Uh, the new chronology. Now, one of those cities, though, in particular, is very important because it is, again, an example of how revisionist history can kind of affect us. And that city is the city of Troy, right? Well, I was flipping through these wonderful volumes that Fomenko wrote. Um, I happened upon one of these fun little timelines we talked about earlier that look like a mess. But this one actually made a little bit of sense. So for a long time, we thought the city of Troy was like fake and that it didn't actually exist because there's so many instances of it and it's described so like fantastically that it's just like, yeah, this isn't real. And so the problem there is that we just were really bad at writing down when the city of Troy actually existed and was actually like doing things. And it appears in like six different places on the timeline because of how people said it existed. Mm-hmm. They just got it wrong. And so I think we've now figured out when it actually existed. I'm not sure, but we now we know that Troy is like a real city that was actually a thing. People lived there. Things in happened. Turkey. Yes. Uh, and one of the reasons why Troy is such an important city in like realistic history, something that's not like a conspiracy, is because of the Trojan War. Though, to be fair, that is still debated uh, amongst people. The Trojan War is another thing that has to do with Troy that has, I mean, tons of different accounts. Tons of people wrote, wrote about it. You've heard about it most likely because of Homer and I believe, is it in the Iliad? Or is it both? The Iliad, it it might be in both. It might be in both. It's in one mm-hmm. for sure. And it's it's his famous Battle of the Gods. It's the poet Homer's Battle of the Gods, basically. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Homer is also the reason why Troy was thought to be fake. Like, yeah. that's the nail in the coffin, because the way he described it was too fantastical. Yeah, mm-hmm. it seemed like a fictional much story fiction. that then people kind of wrote about. Yeah. Rather than it being something real that was fantasized. But yeah, it's it's so he so he takes these cities and like these important places and he puts them together to to really create something that makes sense for what he's doing. And this is the thing about Fomenko, and this is there there's a lot of people who there haven't been a lot of people who have like physically refuted anything. There have been a few. Uh, not compared to a lot of conspiracies where they're going in like and there's like a whole science community that's going in and taking out Fomenko's beliefs Mm -hmm. uh but this is one of the areas why people don't really attach themselves to it because what fomenko often does is he takes things that we have in history and he kind of pushes aside anything that doesn't work or he does what we've been saying that he's doing where he combines people and places and it's just like well actually these are the same thing that's what i'm saying is he pushes aside (laughs) things that don't work like you have like we talked about earlier how uh jason you said pope gregory has a completely different story than Jesus. Mm -hmm. So while he can say this was the same person, it doesn't make sense to. 
you're mm-hmm. using two people that weren't the same person. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there's still not like these revisionist moments where there are things that were covered up. City of Troy was covered up. And it was, I mean... It was worn by accident. <laughs> it was just like people could not get their timelines straight and just were like, Troy existed sometime. Well, and they had never found <laughs> Hey, guys, remember Troy? Oh, I remember Troy. It was fantastic. High school musical. <laughs> oh, I remember high school musical. Gotta get your head in the game, man. Oh, I remember Star Destroyers. Star Destroyers were fantastic. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did. Some when I die, someone will understand what I meant. See, that's a callback to earlier. It oh. is a callback to earlier. <laughs> have you been listening this whole time? I hope you have because you that was started a fucking, just now. That was a fucking Chekhov's gun. Yep. That's right. We're in the third act now, baby. Let's this is when everything's gonna start paying off. So you want to? So let's go into. We talked about a little bit earlier what his methods were going to be. So let's go into what his methods were. Yeah, uh, from what I can tell. Again, I did not read the seven volumes. Yeah. Of what he, what his things were, but I, I don't think, think the publisher did either. I, I think <laughs> maybe in like four years. I don't think years, he did. <laughs> maybe uh, in four years, when we've been doing this podcast for a while, we'll have finished the volumes and we'll do another, another yeah. episode. And we'll be like, guys, we're all in. We're all in. This has become a, a, a new chronology. Say what podcast? Yep. I tried to read one, and I tried to read a few of the like page like little things that would like i read the intro part of it <laughs> I, tr- I did also look through the book and it's it's one of those books he repeats himself multiple times it it takes three pages to get to the point that he made on the first page and i actually mm-hmm. read a publisher's note that says about 80 percent of this book is facts and figures that you don't need when the first time you read it all right so th- they look ginormous. <laughs> like any good, yeah. But it's really just stuff that apparently you don't need that the publisher says you don't need. Mm. Uh, mm. He said it, or the publisher, whoever they are, said that uh, you really only need these charts and stuff for like ammunition against people that you're discussing this with. Right. Huh. So, what did he base it off of? I think most of it was off of astrology, right? Yeah. He, he would look at patterns of, you know, the way the stars would look on certain nights. I mean, like, just how, you know, how our, our Earth shifts between seasons and everything. Right. And, you know, with, with, like, positions of the moon or whatnot, he would look at records of that. Or, no, he wouldn't even look at records of that. He would just realize the pattern. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we get, like, a full moon every month, that kind of thing. Yeah. And he would he would just repeat those patterns over and over. And after he repeated them and looked at his looked at his work and compared that to wait so if it like, they, this event was supposed to happen here but that wouldn't match up with this specific astrology thing right and that yeah. like that sort of led him on that that kind of started his that's that's facts quote unquote of like why these events would have happened in the in this way in new right chronology. and that's that's part of what started the whole jesus was born in a different time thing because it wouldn't have made sense with the celestial bodies mentioned around the birth of jesus christ and around the death if i remember correctly uh that mm-hmm. It wouldn't have made sense that he would have been born or died in that time, but the time frame made sense, like in terms of how long he lived. Mm -hmm. So, but you have to apply it to something a thousand years later. And that's according to his equations, uh, that's where he ended up was Jesus was born a thousand years later because that's what would have made sense. And I think... Well, did he start with Jesus and then that just kind of domino effect like every other thing in That's history? That's what it seems like. That's yeah. what it seems or, like. Okay, because yeah. it did seem like this is like oddly fixated. Whenever I try and look up 
stuff about it. It was oddly fixated on specifically Jesus and, and when like he was Christian born. History. Yeah. Christian history in particular. I mean, I know he definitely focused on Catholic revisionist like, yeah. facts too, because there are moments that were definitely revised mm-hmm. and edited for the sake of the church, for the sake of making someone like making a specific king that the Pope wanted to look better, making a Pope look better. Uh, I mean, there are all kinds of things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a, a lot of that came from as well. A lot of his uh, uh, like astrology work, it came from the Egyptian horoscopes. Uh, and he believes that the Egyptian horoscopes show dates of 1000 to 1700 AD. And that's where he kind of based his whole Egyptians were actually very close to us thing. Again, that's 300 years ago. And this is a, actually a, a similar method that Newton used. He also, like, he had a lot of knowledge in celestial physics and was a mathematician. Um, so he combined that to basically try and figure out chronology, ancient chronology. And that's, I guess, why he came up with the same, or not the same, but similar ideas yeah and i can read an excerpt uh for his egyptian theory uh the vocabulary of egyptian astronomical symbols once applied to horoscopes from temples allows for extraction of unique dates of eclipses astronomical data therein contained is sufficient for unique dating there are symbols allowing for astronomical interpretation and the symbols do not change from one temple horoscope to another the horoscopes from temples contain data about eclipses visible in Egypt, allowing their exact pinpointing on the time axis. Wow. That's my I brain exploding. A fourth of that. <laughs> <laughs> Same. That's, I, I feel like that's a, that's a chunk I'd have to reread about six times to comprehend all that information. Yeah. That, Please that's rewind. Why, that, that's why you had problem. Listening. That's why you had problems reading it. Right. Cameron was, it was just so just academic. Yeah. It's it hard to get into. And that's the thing is like academic article. Like I've done that like for work where I have to read a bunch of scholarly articles to yeah, write papers you do it and for, it's, sc- for work, for school, whatever. Yeah. And, and it's a, one of those things where it's like, you know that you read the first new sentence and that the next two are going to say the same thing. So you move on mm-hmm. and that's, or like every paragraph, <laughs> what I was taught is if you read the first sentence of a paragraph and read the last sentence of that same paragraph, you'll learn all the information that's contained. Usually, because I mean, if they're writing, if they're trying to write academically, then it's like, start off with your topic. Right. End with your topic, right? Yeah. Tell us what you're going to tell us. Tell us, tell us what you told us. Yeah. I don't miss doing that. You miss it? I don't. Oh, you don't miss it? No. It made it easier for me, actually. Oh, I hated it. I hated rewriting the same fucking thing four times. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like exciting, but I mean... When you're like, oh, fuck, I got to fill out a paragraph. <laughs> Just copy, paste, copy, Great, paste, awesome, copy, paste, nice, done. nailed it. But thanks for the A, teach. A. But and I he... do a kickflip on my skateboard. and I. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Newton did, too. Newton he... did kickflips all the fucking time. Are you kidding me? His name was Isaac Kickflick Newton. Kickflick. Kickflick. Kick... Isaac yep. Kickflip Newton. There you go. Got it. What were we going to say? I was going to say that uh, <laughs> it wasn't just Egyptian uh, horoscopes that he used. However, he uses other horoscopes in different ways. We're still, still uh, talking about Newton, right? No, we're talking about... We're talking about kickflips, right? We're talking about Fomenko and cool. his theory. Newton, we're talking about Newton with it, with Egypt specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep going. But, uh, but he used uh, the Book of Revelation as well, which I will not read 
the passage because it's long. Yeah, please don't. Can you, so can you 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 give us the subtext? Uh, the subtext is that use your action verbs. The subtext is that the book of Revelation in the Bible uses the apocalypse as a reference point for how chronology was lost early on. So it's it's essentially saying that the Bible basically lays it all, all out on the table and that chronology gets messed up. It was not his strongest theory. What yeah, also okay. was not what? his strongest theory <laughs> is he said that the Sumerian and Babylonian tablets uh, don't contain enough data to use. Uh, he says specifically, the vocabulary of Babylonian astronomical symbols, once applied to clay tablets, don't allow for extraction of unique dates of eclipses. Then he says the Chinese tables, and this one is my favorite. Uh, it's very short, very brief. He says Chinese eclipse observations can neither confirm nor refute any chronology of China at all, be it veracious or erroneous. In other words, China's useless. That's, that's like literally what he's saying. Is he is oh, saying right. that China's astronomical work means nothing. Ugh, okay. Yeah, and Which... I, I, I pointed out too in my own notes that... Uh, that he basically like will only say that white history is the reliable kind. Oh goody! Yeah. You think that would affect his view on the Chinese? No, I don't no. think so. No, no. no, the Chinese who were well known to document the skies very well. You don't think he, for some reason, didn't believe you know like them for like a racial thing? No. No. no what are you talking about? That's ridiculous. He's only Russian. Yeah. He's not racist at all. No, he's just Russian. Yeah. It's the other R word. Well, he did go a little fast when putting this together. <laughs> putting this together? Oh, oh. Right on the Ritz. All right. <laughs> I get my thrill <laughs> on Blueberry Hill. So on good. Blueberry Hill. On Blueberry <laughs> I don't remember the lyrics. So one of his charts, uh, and this is still going into kind of his methodology, is one of his charts that is by far one of the most confusing looking things I've ever seen. <laughs> Looks like he was trying to draw a Christmas tree. He couldn't. He got mad and he came up with this theory. Uh, <laughs> and just wrote names on the side. All right. Uh, but it's, it's basically like his most simplistic method, uh, and it is just statistical correlation of different texts. Uh -huh. Which we've kind of talked about already. Oh, yeah, we've yeah. talked about the witnessing of different people, how they can be the same. Mm -hmm. And he takes that, and that's what this, it's this weird chart where... <laughs> it does look like a Christmas Oh, tree. you're right. Yeah, have you guys yeah. Have you guys seen that meme where Charlie Day from uh, the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia show, mm -hmm. he's got that wall of papers. Of course. Yeah, yeah. He's got them all pinpoint connected, <laughs> and he's like looking like a crazy dude. Pepe like, Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, Pepe <laughs> Sylvia. All these papers are Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that. uh, that's what I this chart that looks episode. like. But the verge of a major company conspiracy, Mac. How about that for stress? <laughs> uh, this is this is what this that's what we're at right yeah, now, but yeah. with like new chronology. Well, good. But I knew we get there eventually. But if you, a conspiracy so if you look at podcast. the chart, and this maybe is why the publisher said this about the charts and stuff, uh, because it doesn't make any sense. Because here's the thing: when you build a thousand years, you have to build a lot of things. You have to build a lot of civilizations, a lot of lives, a lot of 
uh, wars. And that's where he kind of gets into how this would have worked. And that's what this chart is supposed to mean is it goes into how during peace times you would have less information, like you would have less time going by, right? Because during peace times, you're going to have like these different stories that take place very short periods of time. Whereas when you go into war times, you have these extended periods because it's easy in a war to say this battle happened, this battle happened, seven years happened between them. So you can build your time frame very easily. Like you can build a timeline saying this war happened from this point to this point, And you, you basically are building like less questions. It, he, he claims essentially that it makes it easier uh, to build a timeline. Yeah. I really don't know how to read this. We'll, yeah, we'll the, put it's it up. It's just like lines we'll, and like names and numbers, but like there's, I, I don't get it. <laughs> Is it trying to say that the names correlate? It's trying, yeah. So what it's doing, okay. so what this chart is actually doing, it is confusing. Uh, again, once you read the information, you do kind of start to get it. Uh, what it is, though, is he's, com and we'll put it up for you. Uh, it's basically a bunch of names and a bunch of lines, kind of like a star chart almost. And it it's comparing real history with uh, other names. And he's taking those and he's like, these timelines are going together. So if you connect them, they're the same person, they're the same event. Uh, so you're yes, not stretching okay. history, you're condensing so, it. Yeah, it's like oh, okay. that's like how like how all of oh, the Greek and Roman stuff can happen it. while Egyptians can still be around exactly. for, until the 1700s. Yeah. And to Yeah, because I remember that he also condensed wars too. Like specifically the Trojan War is the Crusades, yeah. is something else. Yeah. Uh, I forget. There's like two or three other wars that like all happened yeah. in this new chronology at the same time. Well yeah, and, okay. And in those type of respects, like it's funny to look at uh history because like we went to go see uh What's it called? Uh, Mesa Verde. We need to go see Mesa mm. Verde, uh, mm -hmm. Ali and I did. And what's interesting is looking at the time periods in history when they would have been building like holes in the ground and like starting to build like huts and stuff like that, like uh, indigenous people. And when you look at when they were doing that across the ocean, people were building like temples. So in terms of technology and in terms of civilization, in terms of our historical chronology right now, those two things were happening at the same time. Two very different situations. Mm -hmm. Very different. And it's weird to think about. It's weird to see as well. Um, but that's kind of, again, I don't want to say like validity necessarily, but at least... Yeah, it, but it's it, not as crazy as it could be. It's at least worth yeah. looking into, I, right? Th this idea of, we've had, of Rome was uh, closer to us than we think... Sometimes I, uh, when I was younger, I would, I would think about this idea without knowing about any of this actually being published books or anything. Mm -hmm. Cause you would hear, sh you would hear stuff about, uh, like they would flood the Colosseum to have naval battles or they would, they would have rotating restaurants. Have you heard of that? No. They would have no. restaurants that would be like on this like floor that would rotate. Like, what? you know, like how they, this is true. You can look it up. And I don't know how, like, it's like, I don't know how they fucking did it. Oh, five slaves in the basement pushing. Five slaves, of course. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably the answer. Totally but really but still, is. like, you hear that and you're like, how did they fucking do that 2,000 years ago? Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe it wasn't 2,000. Maybe it was 1,000. Yeah. yeah. That, that just seems more plausible. Right. It but it also true. gives less credit to just how genius the, like, people of the past were, well, it, you know. No, that's kind of what it does things too. out because it, there's like this whole gap in history where supposedly we had incredible technology and then all of a sudden everyone got really fucking stupid. Yeah, that's and it, yeah, that's the other part too. Because it's like what like the average person at least here in America since I know we have European listeners. Oh. 
So uh, like 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 what we know like what do we know about history? It's like okay, the Romans doing their thing until about 300 AD, and then nothing. Yeah, and then it like was what, the medieval period, right? And it's like what do we know, what do we really know stupid. about like 700s, the 700s? And then we like, have what the Enlightenment event yeah. happened. You and know, that's and, the thing is like, and up until like a little bit before the Renaissance, the Italian Renaissance, at least mm -hmm. it's like, what, like, what do we, like, we can, we can like talk like all day about like, okay, yes, we know what happened in the one hundreds. Cause the Romans were, at, were doing their thing. We yeah. know what happened 300 BC ish. Cause that's when Alexander was doing his thing. Right. We know about 1500s. Cause that was about the Renaissance it was like, what does, what does Joe Schmo know about between 300 AD and about like even 1300 AD. Mm -hmm. There's just nothing. Like, what do we even? Right. That's why it's called the Dark Ages, I guess, because we don't know anything. Because <laughs> it's fabricated. Because <laughs> it's, it's not real. It ain't real. Didn't you know they call it the Dark Ages because there was no sun at that time? Oh. oh. Well, okay, okay. Here's one thing. When did the plague happen? When did the Black Plague happen? Was that like 1100s? Okay, that that wasn't even that was later than I thought. That was in the 1300s. Okay. Well, okay. it peaked in the 1300s. Okay. So it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, more Which rats. It, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But just like, there's this whole big part of history that I, I think it's fair to say most people, at least in America, like don't know anything about. Well, I mean, a massive part of history we don't know anything about anyway because it wasn't recorded. Only big events were ever recorded. And also it so, wasn't recorded, yeah. I mean, how many... But I mean, we have plenty of recorded history on the Romans and the Greeks and all that. Yeah. Which, again, gives some credence to this theory. It's like, well, because it was... The only reason we have anything on it is because it was made up by monks. Yeah, and I've wondered uh, less about than that. a thousand years ago. I've wondered about that forever. Like how we were like we had amazing civilizations and then nothing and then amazing civilizations. It's like why is there nothing in the middle? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. How can we have nothing from this like, amount of nothing. time and yet still have Marcus's Marcus Aurelius's private diaries that somehow survived? And that's the thing is it's like some things survive years. and some don't. I mean, you also have the uh the Dead Sea Scrolls, yeah. which is a huge oh, part a of history. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they are they are very very they conflict with a lot of people's beliefs. A lot of people think they're faked or forgeries because of how they conflict with like certain Bible events and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, they add stories that we didn't know were there and we would have never known were there unless someone had stumbled across that cave. You know, and like if no, if no one had ever stumbled across that little hole like cave that they found with these vases that just happened to hold these scrolls. And even with those, they still barely exist. I mean, they're bare. I mean, we saw part of them at the museum up here. Uh, so to kind of finally end off with where he had his ideas from, uh, the actual like astronomical side of things or the astro astrological side of things, whichever way you want to look at it. A lot of people look at his theories as kind of like a bastardization of science. Uh, pseudoscience. Pseudoscience. And remember, he is a, an intelligent man. He's, He's a doctor smart. of math. He is He's a doctor, honey. He is a multiplication surgeon. Now, <laughs> however, <laughs> sorry, he's a numbers surgeon? Yeah, man. Got to divide them up. Wait, divide what up? I imagine if he ran for president, it, his his thing would be <laughs> divide and conquer. Continue what you were saying. That makes sense. So one of the big things, we talked about Jesus and we talked about kind of the celestial signs there. Uh, I want to go into real quick what that celestial sign was. Specifically, it was the star of Bethlehem, which is mentioned very vividly. Oh, is that uh, what the... Oh. So he claims that the star of Bethlehem, or what what's kind of thought 
is that that was the Crab Nebula supernova. So what happened is, is that blows and they see that very bright star. And as you know, over time it's been fading. But um, basically that goes with the crucifixion eclipse uh, that was a total, total solar eclipse. But he believes that the Crab Nebula supernova could not have happened in 1054, which if that's the star of Bethlehem, that's when it would have happened in theory, in like theory with Jesus and like all these different things. Uh, he believes that it was probably in 1153 and the total eclipse was 1186. Mm. So those are two big things. I had actually forgotten before going into this that there was a total eclipse during the crucifixion, but it is mentioned. Whether it's, you know, whether or not it's mentioned for specific reasons or not, that's a different thing to get into. But uh, that's what he based his theory off of. And again, he chooses to cite in this specific belief, and I don't know why, that the Chinese are not helpful. In what way? How does he cite that? I don't have the quote, okay. unfortunately. I want that, though. But <laughs> he, for some reason, believes just, like, he just does not want to believe the Chinese. Hmm. And I don't know why. I think it could be because they're more correct than he is. Get into it. Uh hmm. But, yeah, that, that's one of his biggest claims. That It was things like that. I'm not going to get into, like, all of the different things that he did again. Like, if you want to read the book, you are welcome. Go ahead. To try. Please. Uh, there's seven volumes, Tell and they're not goes. small. If you want to, just look at the pictures. You'll be more confused. The first book is about 400 pages, and they all look about the same length, so. Yeah, and they're, yeah. they're big volumes, too. It's not just, like, a 400-page, like, pocketbook. Mm -hmm. they're, they're huge. That's, that's just an example of kind of how he looked at things. He would take something that some scientists or historians are already talking about, and he would say, well, based on this math where I threw out this factor and this factor, it makes more sense that it happened a 1,000 years later, right? Yeah. I think the factors, personally, that he added in are probably about... Uh, like anywhere from a thousand and up because mm -hmm. that seems to be the number he jumped to. Yeah. The specifically but, jumped to like, yeah. 1, yeah. I think he was like, this happened in 1054. What if I move this planet here and then we have the Nova blow up here. And then I put in the additional calculator of one zero zero zero. Bang. Done. Also, Done. they were Science. all Russian. Done. Yeah. Now there is, there is a problem with how much he actually relied on the astrological data. Yeah. Is he relied too heavily on old records of this? He didn't really think mm. about how they were recorded. Um, yeah, it, it kind of goes against, like, it, his whole thing. One, one of my favorite quotes from him that's, like, actually, like, something to think about is when we say that Brutus killed Caesar with the sword... The only thing it means is that some written source that managed to reach our time says so and nothing but. Right. That's like an interesting, like, yeah, that is, uh, again, like, like Greek and Rome is known to us because of a few historians. Yeah. Now, that is an interesting thing to think about. But then he's looking at these records through these exact means. Yeah. Even if he is using math to, like, find patterns, that's still... Like, how do we know that these people that wrote down that an eclipse happened on this day, how do we know that's actually real? Well, and that's, again, where he's pushing aside information that doesn't work, which is why I think he's pushing aside the Chinese. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Chinese strictly probably goes they probably against got it what better he's than saying. he did. So They probably had, like, legitimate information. So, no, like, no, no, this, we actually have charts of, like, and he's like, no, soka, yet. <laughs> Whatever that means. I, I really hope that doesn't mean anything. I really hope you point that out. Okay. <laughs> There's a there's a specific um, like oh what's the word um, example of this mm. um, 
when when he finds a conflict between this person's recording of a celestial event and his existing historical record. Uh, Fomenko doesn't just assume that this guy, like, maybe he got something wrong. He assumes that this person just lived 700 years later than the historians thought. Yep. He just assumed that, like, oh, well, like, he totally, like, got this this thing about this astronomical thing right. He just, like, didn't live in the right time. Like, he's just assuming that it's way later and that he's right. Mm -hmm. It's all based on convenience, which... I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of times people's beliefs are based on convenience, uh, with especially with like their own scientific theories and stuff like that. And again, he's a very smart man. He's also mostly a mathematician. He worked with a yeah. team on history revision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um, also not the only person that wrote those books. There's a co-author on there. Oh yeah, like I think like certain volumes have like a total of four authors, including him. Yeah, yeah the, the and, first uh, two are written with only one other guy, and then everything after that is. Like many people. And all of his mm-hmm. scholarly articles, which happens often, are written with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But he's adding in other ideas that are equated to being his only, but they are other people's ideas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how much he added is also, you know, in question sometimes. Yeah. And another thing to consider, I guess, like, we're kind of going into, like, arguments against his theory, really. I think from like just how what we've been makes talking. him a little less credible. Yeah. yeah, and and one thing to consider uh, why why I've been, I've kept like mentioning Russian, like just Russia, Russia, Russia constantly. Right. Is like considering like you have to consider the society he grew up in, mm-hmm. the society that he was educated in. It was straight up Soviet Russia. Oh yeah. So uh, like he didn't even start with this theory stuff until you said late seventies yep. when he was. Uh, Working uh, for the Soviets. He's working directly <laughs> I mean, for the Soviets. Yeah. And like in like this time when uh, I think, I mean, he was intelligent. He might have seen the writing on the wall that the communist, uh, like just communism in Russia was about to fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you have this sort of like disillusionment of like what's really going on, like with our society, of course, like they would, he would have this. Uh, he would pop, or maybe not, of course, but he just adapted this nationalist idea. And that's why we have now he has this like entire new history where everyone was Russian and everything where, connects to us. Where the and, base of history is Russian, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And all of uh, Alexander the Great, Russian, dude. Yeah. Uh, yep. Jesus, was he Russian? Probably. I mean, the people who came before Greeks were Slavic, so why not? You know, and ju- just that kind of thing. Because, I mean, controlling in the information, information that would go in and out of Russia, specifically in Russia, was like, you know, it, it, it was so withheld, uh, it being the times, you know. He's got a bias, to yeah, put it very simply. I think so. He not only has a bias for the nationalism aspect, he also just has a bias towards his own theory. He's completely unwilling to look at other information that goes against his theory. Mm. And that, as a scientist, is where you've automatically failed. He'll just take discrepancies or things that don't seem to make sense and just, like, adjust his timeline to make it... Yeah, like, <laughs> like we said with, like, oh, well, like, where he, he said he assumed that guy lived 700 years later. Rather just because, well, assume, it fits with my theory, yeah. so of course he would. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's that, and also you, you mentioned he was popular. Do is he popular because of people know him as a genius in Russia, or because of this theory? So he was popular before. I mean, he okay. he was an award-winning I, I, Russian Federation award-winning. I'm sure he would be, but just like nowadays. I mean, I don't know the perspective of being a Russian, like knowing who he is. Also, but, yeah. I mean, if you do, if you happen to be listening to this and you do, I mean, what I read says 
that he was well known. Okay. Uh, or is because because that was another thing is like with information being withheld and like when there when there was like what little information coming out and which is heavily controlled by uh, the Kremlin, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what that's when uh, like like if you think people here go nuts over conspiracy theories, like imagine living in Soviet Russia. Yeah, try being oppressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where like like where you have actual actual cause to mistrust your government and like what they're doing. I mean and at that point all you really have is conspiracy theories because you're not yeah, given enough information <laughs> to even know anything real. Exactly. So like you have that on top of everything. So of course, you know, be be easy to even if you are very intelligent, you can still fall into this. Cuz also yeah. like being intelligent in math is a very different kind of intelligence. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, different from history, which is what he's writing about. Here. Yeah, yeah. In yeah, in trying to go from mathematician, being to a genius like, in and math is like mostly. I mean, I, I wouldn't know. Well, <laughs> I assume it's like just a lot of pattern recognition. I think you'd be pretty good. What's two plus two? Fuck. <laughs> 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 but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. You see, like, like, cause it's like a, it's a different kind of like brain well, history, lo- different location in the brain history is from... a social science yeah math is a is a numerical logistical sciencey science and we're not saying you can't be good at both yeah no. i'm just saying like just... when you have like a brain bias towards numbers i don't know if any of you have a mathematical brain but i certainly don't i definitely don't but this is why we're all artists i mean jason's answer sounded correct I don't. It sounded. <laughs> it sounded right. Well, it's because I'm like screaming it. Fuck! <laughs> if I scream it, people will listen to me. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Woo! Now let's go into some Jesus real... was born in 1130 something. Believe it. 52. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> And you gotta believe me because I'm yelling and I'm slamming the table. Have fun editing this, Cam. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> remember that episode of The Office where Michael has to give like a speech and someone gives him the advice of like just shout and like slam the table, and he does. And he just says like nothing, but everyone starts cheering and start, like they're clapping. Next episode, we're just gonna scream the whole time. Yeah. Take out those headphones and put it on speaker. Then you'll really believe us. Now here's some final thoughts, though. Fomenko, we've been talking about this theory. It popped up in the 70s. He's been working on it ever since then. However, this is not the newest theory in terms of time. No, people are still theorizing this. Right. Because it is a very viable thing to... Like, I have yet to see uh, someone give, like, a theory that's, like, where I'm like, yeah, okay, I believe that. But the, the idea of it is, like, yeah, I can... You know, I can maybe be convinced by that. There's sometimes where it's 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 hard to refute it. It's hard to say like indefinitely you are incorrect. Yep. And one of those theories that I think is actually pretty good at making its case. I don't necessarily know if I believe it, anything like that. But I think it's well. I think it's a well-made case. Is the phantom time hypothesis showed up in 1991? Uh, it is, of course, a reference to Danny Phantom. It is not. It is. Uh, it is not. But Gotta catch him all because he's. Born in the but 2000s. But his name was actually Herbert Illig. <laughs> <laughs> and he and was he... born in 19... No, oh, sorry. Go on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so his this whole theory is that... Uh, you mentioned this name earlier. Holy Roman Emperor Otto III. Um, and also Pope Sil- 
Sylvester II. And Adrian! Oh, because Rocky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so those two, and also possibly the Byzantine Emperor Constantine the Seventh, they supposedly fabricated the Anno Domini or AD dating system um, in order to place them themselves at the special year of AD 1000. Now and they, they rewrote mm, history. Now they, there's one thing we wrote in our outline here that says retro, uh, retrospectively, right? So they didn't do it before, like they didn't create Anno Domini, or yeah, yeah that uh, they AD. didn't, cre- they, yeah, <laughs> they didn't create AD. We're saying that they revised, yeah, uh, they rewrote it, right? That's what I said. Yeah, they rewrote it. <laughs> um, but that kind of ties into Fomenko's like whole thing where he thinks that there was like a forgery somewhere that added a thousand years. So like this whole thing where they rewrote history, right? It kind of just it obviously like ties into Fomenko's whole idea that there was a forgery somewhere and maybe that was it. These three dudes created their own timeline and maybe threw everything off so much that it was like a thousand some odd year difference. Three hundred years. Yeah. No, yeah, not near as much as Fomenko's. Uh, this is separate from Fomenko's, too. I want to make that clear. Yeah, this is not the hypothesis same hypothesis. In the mm-hmm. 90s. And in fact, Illig disagrees vehemently with some of Fomenko's findings. So they are not necessarily on the same page. This is just a similar idea mm-hmm. in terms of history being revised. Yeah. But what what was that biggest what was the biggest discrepancy there? There there is a huge discrepancy in terms of what Illig's whole theory was. So for him, anyway, what he believed. It's the Gregorian calendar. Uh, So you have the Julian calendar, which was changed by, of course, Orange Julius Caesar. Uh, That orange boy. (laughs) That orange boy. Yeah, that orange boy. The OG orange boy. If there were spray tans in the day, he would have had one. (laughs) He would have. He would have definitely had one. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... Anyway, uh, he had decided that he was going to change some names of the months, uh, kind of mess up the calendar a little bit, which became known as the Julian calendar. Um, and he added his children's names to it. Just Augustus. Uh, yeah. Because he made July his month ah, for right. Julius. And then August is Augustus. Yeah. What is that the thing? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I heard something. I heard differently. Wait, wait. You seen this is because of this is from the theory. Or this is this from is real life? this is from no, what real. he did. This is the Julian okay. calendar. This is what actually happened. Okay. This is I heard, real. For some, I don't know if anyone else heard this story, but I always heard because I never knew much about uh, the Caesars. I remember hearing that uh, Julius named July after himself. Yeah. And then Augustus came after him and was like, well, fuck that. I want to have a month as good as him. And that's why July and August both you know have 31 days. That sounds days. familiar. It does kind or, of or, d- or did he name it after Augustus? But then Augustus is like, "Nah, give me thirty-one days, though." Like after the fact. It's weird how history has multiple perspectives that sometimes don't add up. Yeah, that kind is interesting. Like what we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. With Mister Funky Menko. July and August both do have thirty-one days, though. Yes. I know. I was born on the thirty-first of one of those. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want people to know that, so that way they don't get my address. But, but they, you did narrow it down pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two days it could be. <laughs> <laughs> two months it could be. Not two days. And well, two months. Two days. It could be two different months. Could be no. <laughs> we don't know how time works anymore. It's February. I lied. Does, is it? Does does August even exist? Well, at this point, I don't here's know. the thing: is the month was not called that originally. Uh, but then we go from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar, uh, which was started. By the 1582 A.D. Pope Gregory, uh, that's 13th. why it is called 
the Gregorian calendar. However, he did not make it. Uh, he just took it from an Italian scientist. Was Aloysius Lilius. Lilius. Yes, that that boy, that beautiful soul. That so boy. Give him some love. I think it would be dope if we called it the Lilian calendar. I'd totally be down for that. As opposed to Julian. However, what's wrong with Julian? The, because it's the Gregorian calendar that we're on right now. <laughs> you're in a whole nother place. As <laughs> as were Germany and England actually for a while. So when the Gregorian calendar was moved over, Germany and England were Protestant. They were very much against the Catholic Church, and they thought that it was a Catholic ploy to change the calendar. So huh. they didn't change for almost two hundred years after that. Uh, in 1752 is when uh, the last one changed, which was England. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't change till the Gregorian system until 1752. So time hmm. was thrown completely so saying, out of whack. So you're right. saying there's a chance for America to switch to the goddamn metric system. I feel like that Eventually. Would in about 200 years. I, yeah, I feel like that, yeah. would, I feel like that would simplify matter. a lot of things. And There's a chance. What's funny about this is there. this is another example of where history, and this is kind of an important thing here, where history can be kind of jumbled. Poorly because, recorded. Because we have some people think that there were massive riots in the street in England when it was changed. Other people say that that didn't happen at all and no one cared. Yeah. Uh, and there, but there is a quote from the time from uh, Benjamin Franklin. Uh, no, 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 you said his name wrong. Uh, in terms of our outline from Ben Jamin, frankly doesn't give a damn. Uh, <laughs> and he said, and we quote, uh, it is pleasant for an old man to be able to go to bed on September 2nd and not have to get up until September 14th. Because by the time all of this had elapsed, 11 days had been off from the German and English calendars huh. compared to everyone who was using the Gregorian yeah. calendar. And so, as we all know, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Wait. Yeah. So we should or listen to them. Yeah. Okay, so like when they finally switched over, they... They changed, they just jumped forward. They have to, because you By can't become days? a part of the Gregorian calendar if you're that far behind. Oh, shit. Uh, they were, same, they same were thing with days like, behind. Same thing with, like, daylight savings. I mean, you just ju- you have to jump ahead. Yeah, oh, exactly. Days. Except Dang, for okay. this was multiple days. So, like, you're on one side of the border. You're mm-hmm. in September 2nd. You're on the other. It's September 14th. So this is, like, huh. daylight savings time. By a lot. Yeah. Yes. That's one <laughs> Luckily, way to put we it. Luckily, we only had to do it the once. Right? Okay, yeah. that, I didn't make that connection switch. until like literally just now. What you meant by eleven days difference? Yeah, mm. it's an important thing, uh, and it should also be noted that there was uh, an eleven second difference between the Julian. I believe it was eleven seconds, or no, it was twenty-four, something like that, or eleven uh, minutes. No, it was definitely seconds. Okay. There was a second difference. I think right. you wrote eleven minutes. You wrote minutes on here. I digress. Past self me was probably reading it while he wrote this. Uh, so we're going to go with past self me. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to be a revisionist of history here. Uh, it was going to be, so 11 minutes difference. That would add up. Um, yeah. Huh. But that, that that was actually a drastic change though. It took almost 200 years for them to switch. That's crazy. That's yeah. Nuts. So there were entire generations, yeah. like plural, of families that didn't live in the Gregorian calendar while it was around. Huh. They lived in a different time. Which is, so, so this is one of my big points here, kind of going into like closing ideals here, uh, is... Was that one of the reasons the Founding Fathers formed a revolution? Because they're like, fuck this calendar nonsense. God, you know what? They would have been off. They, they would have been, been like, in England in the time where they didn't yeah. have... Yeah. Well, I mean, if Benjamin Franklin right. was around to quote yeah. about it, then... 
But but this is kind oh, of my at that least... was mostly a joke, but also like, huh? That, that's still that would have been a nuisance. Yeah, frankly, you're correct, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, this is kind of my like closing thing is that the point here is that especially in that case, history is very like malleable. Like we were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. Ali and I were, and like it, history doesn't actually exist. It's not real. Uh, it's something that we have invented as humans. Therefore, it is definitely history is like, a cr- construct. It is not man. infallible. <laughs> history yeah. is meaning that we put to things that happened before us. Yeah, it, it, this is starting to get into those like Alan Watts hour-long videos you'd listen to on YouTube to go to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, it's like what like what is like what is past? Like what is it? It's, it's just, just not, events it, that occurred before us. What is one minute ago? What is ten minutes ago? But here's the it's thing: just... is though those things did happen, history itself as a concept is con- completely constructed. It's not real. That's yeah. why it can change, and that's why like people are but, like, "Well, he's got to be incorrect because history, as we know it, is exact." It's not. History, it's something that we're figuring out. To quote Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. Sure. Okay. History is written by the victor. It is indeed. Yeah, I quoted uh, that sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> was, uh, think Captain it was Price. Call of Duty. It was Captain Price. No, I that's, don't that's definitely think the first so. time somebody said that. Yeah. Was it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was definitely the Call most of popular. Duty, modern Warfare <laughs> 2. Like, uh, okay, okay, legitimately. Lots of people may have played Modern Warfare 2. If you ask them where that quote came from, they would say Modern Warfare 2. Uh, indefinitely. Definitely. Okay, going into these concluding thoughts, though. Shit, what were you going to say? <laughs> so, when you look up new chronology, um, one of the first results is a is like a Wikipedia page that says, this term can mean any of these things. I don't know if either of you found that. Like a disambiguation page? Some of those, it was or? just like, it could mean the new chronology by Anatoly Fomenko. And then you the clicked on that Dole. one. Could be the one that's called the Glasgow chronology, um, which is specifically about the Egyptian timeline, which is something that I kind of brought up earlier that I thought was like probably the most plausible. Because mm-hmm. this this one is specifically just we should rewrite the Egyptian timeline because it makes the least amount of sense. <laughs> um, this was proposed in the late seventies, um, and it was titled "Ages in Chaos." Whoa. Um, it placed the 18th... That sounds like an anime arc title. Ages in Chaos? Ages in Chaos. Question mark? Steel Ball Run. It was placed in the eight. It placed the 18th dynasty of Egypt about 500 years later than the conventional chronology of Egypt. Its intent was to reduce the age of the 19th dynasty by five centuries and allows it to naturally flow into the 18th dynasty. Um... This one seemed a little more plausible because uh, Fomenko's theory placed Egypt like 1800 plus years newer. This was a little less radical, uh, but regardless, uh, it was still it was still rejected. We still haven't rewritten the Egyptian timeline. It is hard to rewrite history with scholars now. They are refusing to look at. I mean, I, f- I find this a lot with a lot of documentaries I watch historians have a hard time looking at something like new evidence that's found and revising something that they've already thought. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Fomenko. He doesn't want to, in trying to get away from history revision, he became a history, like a historical revisionist. That's uh, what he became. He revised history to the way he wants to see it. And that's what his whole theory is. He literally became <laughs> the thing he didn't want to be. 
So what I wanted to say yeah. is I just wanted to, we talked a lot about different examples that kind of go into why history revision is something that is real and why it's something that does matter. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, someone we brought up in a previous podcast, good old Polybius. Paul McCart- oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Paul McCartneyus. Uh, no, Polybius. Uh, <laughs> not the who, video game. Not the video game, but the, but the guy, the historian, uh, the Greek historian, who very much noted, uh, he said specifically in terms of history and recording it, uh, that it should not be insati- uh, sensationalized and that it should be uh, something that's recorded in terms of what really happened, no matter how commonplace it is. He attacked many scholars of his day because they would constantly take stories that they were told and sensationalize them, very mm-hmm. much like Homer in the Trojan War. They would take that and they would they would try and make it something glorious and amazing. Whereas he Sounds was familiar. he said that no matter how boring it was going to be, people needed to know the truth because future generations needed to not be confused about that truth. And he's absolutely correct because that's what creates these kind of conflicts. And like like we said, we talked about the city of Troy. That happened. That whole thing happened before him. So I'm sure that was probably one of the things that he talked about because I'm sure he knew about the multiple different revisions and things of his day mm-hmm. and about the different stories of the Trojan War. Um, another example of this, though, that I think is a very, very important one, it's one of my favorite examples, are the conquistadors and the Aztecs. It is one of the most popular things that happened where in 1519, Cortes shows up, meets Montezuma, meets the Aztecs, and they claim that the original Spanish detailing of it claims that the conquistadors showed up, they were immediately bowed down to by Montezuma and the Aztecs, immediately. And then they lived there peacefully, the conquistadors did, uh, for months. And then, out of nowhere, Montezuma decided to betray them and attacked the conquistadors. And the valiant conquistadors defended themselves. Montezuma was killed in the crossfire, so they didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was killed by friendly fire, specifically what they said. And uh, so they just didn't even make it their fault at all. No, they didn't make it their fault at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't want to look bad. They wanted to have their hero in Cortez. And that they then left wounded and battered, and then they came back two years later, and they destroyed... Uh, they destroyed the like what the remnants of Montezuma's empire, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we now know not everyone agrees, which is going to happen. But we now know pretty much that did not happen. No, when what we are pretty well, sure that's happened. That's a little too ideal. What the what the <laughs> mainstream idea now is that the conquistadors they weren't villains necessarily. They weren't. They didn't go in and they didn't slaughter a whole population like a lot of people thought later. Uh, what they did do was they showed up and Cortez being the worthless conquistador that he actually was, which is considered kind of a mainstream belief now is that he actually didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that he was filled with basically the, the exact quote I read was mediocrity. Uh, and <laughs> he was such an intimidating bad guy in the road to El Dorado. God, that's a good movie, yeah, it is. but it didn't happen. But, uh, he instead showed up and from a distance, he actually witnessed the battles of Aztecs and their rivals because they were known to like war on other people. And while witnessing that and coming in contact with them, that some of their population did die out because of disease, because they were not equipped to deal with the diseases that the Spaniards had brought over. That is like the main idea of what happened now. Like and what that, happened to the USA. Yes, similar things. But, uh, but yeah, so 
that's just an example of how history was definitely revised. The Spanish have a whole host of them. You can look it up and you can see all these mm -hmm. details that other countries have that yeah. that all the, all the other countries have the same things going on and the Spanish are like, we were amazing. And the other countries <laughs> are like, like, no, you are not. They're notorious <laughs> for that. Yeah. And it's your fault, hmm. you Spanish nerd. You Spanish nerd. Yeah. You ever think about how like successful the Spanish were at just conquering not conquering but like stumbling stumbling well just just when you occupy a different place they were so good at just pretending so to word. do things what is the word invading colonize no, no. colonizing colonize like like of colonizing america in general well cuz mm -hmm. like well i just think of it from a language perspective like how many how many Amer like north america south america how many countries speak english most countries speak English as a second language. First language, I'm saying. Oh, as a first language. Yeah. Not a lot. I mean... America, Canada, yeah. that's it. Even so. And think about how many, like, Amer like Central America, how many countries speak Spanish in South America, too. Oh, yeah. No. How, well, yeah. The thing From about... From that perspective, like, they really... From that perspective, they really dominated most well, of them. Like, the Americas, as mm -hmm. we know them. And the thing about the Spanish was that they were great explorers yeah. because they, it, it's not even just because they like, they knew how to track themselves into places. They kind of just leapt into things and they didn't really think about it before they did it. <laughs> Much like Ponce de Leon looking for uh, like the fountain of youth. Dude just kind of went for a fountain. Yeah. Like he was just He's looking like, for anything. It. Let's get it. He put himself into a bad enemy territory and got shot by a poison arrow. But that's the thing is they were good at finding new things. They were good mm -hmm. at kind of spreading out and gripping onto things. Not to mention the Inquisition, which is who or was yeah. Columbus was Spanish or yeah. Portuguese? Columbus was Spanish. Okay, I I I I feel like I knew, but I still just wanted to double check because I know there's yeah. been a lot of like yeah things he going sailed for Spain. Yeah, uh, I know he sailed. For, yeah. Another I, there, revisionist there's, 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 there's been so many like corrections about what Columbus actually did. That's nothing. like I, don't, I can't Literally remember. Nothing. Yeah. Again, mediocrity yeah. I think is a great word to use for a lot of the Spanish explorers. Is <laughs> because a lot of them didn't actually do anything. The, but they, but hey, they but, fuck, they got in their ships dude, and they went out there. My favorite thing with the Columbus thing is that we are literally called America. Do you know why we're called America? Because the guy before him was literally named Amerigo and he found it first. Yeah. Yeah, Why yeah, yeah, do we yeah. credit this to Columbus? I don't we're know. not Columbia. No, he we're America. Find... My favorite <laughs> argument is the who found it first. There were indigenous people. <laughs> they found I it first. I think they might have found it first. They, they were living here for first. a while. Yeah, it's like if in a race. All the like, Aztecs, all the Native Americans, like the hundreds of tribes, I'm guessing. Yeah, the Visionist first. history happening at all the over moment. the place at the, mo at the moment not even yeah. like later just at the moment like nah it's me though now. he called them Indians to a point that it's stuck until this I day know, where people still do that we still call them that even though that's not stop it they're like indigenous that, peoples like that, stop that, calling them Indians yeah it's stop that, it's that Louis hey, C.K. bit hey 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 stop calling them Indians they're I stopped. not fucking Indians yeah I st cause I stopped cause they're not Indians I, it's like He's if just I, wrong. He was no, just wrong. It's like if I just wrong. met it's you that. and I was like, "You're Jerry," and you're like, "I'm Jason." And I'm like, "No, you're Jerry." <laughs> no, it's, it's that. It's the. It's the. It's the Louis C.K. bit where it's like, "Hey, you guys, Indians? No, you're not Indians. No, it's a totally different place. Nah, you're Indians." <laughs> no, we just keep calling them that. 
but I'll, yeah, I'm gonna leave. I think we're. I'm gonna leave with a quote. Okay. Quotes. It's not even like about. It's just about history in general, and it's one of my favorite quotes from maybe my favorite person. It's uh, look back over the past with its changing empires that rose and fell, and you can foresee the future too. I like that. Who's yeah. that? Marcus Aurelius. Mm. I dig he that. was a Roman emperor. You got last thought? I love the smell of fresh conspiracy in the morning. That was a commenter on one of the articles that we read, that we pulled our information from. I put it at the top of our notes. And you can foresee the future because it's all just fiction. New chronology. Damn. Thanks for listening, guys. Well, you can I love the us. smell of fresh conspiracy in the morning. And you can smell it all day long when you listen to our podcast. You I, can listen to it on any anything. Put the, podcast, like to put the podcast guys. directly to your nose and just snort it, dude. <laughs> I like that. We need to put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. We'll put Burb up with just a line yeah. of information. Uh, uh, so I wanted to ask you guys. Obviously, it doesn't seem like we believe in Fomenko's vision. Of yeah, we do. Our revision, rather, of did the world. Did you not just hear me scream about it? I did. So what I want to know, though, <laughs> is do you guys believe in history revision, though, that things have been altered? Well, obviously, obviously, we've been going yes. over Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's, so that's one thing, and that's one thing with this conspiracy think, I, for that, me. I don't think it's to this scale that Fomenko was trying to get at, but, no. I mean, it seems pretty obvious to me. Yeah, that, yeah. and I, I think, think... certain things have been definitely rewritten. I mean, we were literally just talking about the Spanish. Yeah. We know they lied. Oh, yeah. That's we the know thing. that. Yeah, we, they they exactly, exactly. What, the entire thing you just described with the Spanish. Like, that is yeah. proof. Mm-hmm. But that's what I want people to take away from this, is that Fomenko may be incorrect, but his ideals are not. He's not 100% wrong. And no, like, and he's definitely not crazy. I'll, no. I'll say that. Well, like I've said a couple of times, I personally think that at least, at the very least, Egyptian history does need to be rewritten at least a little bit. I think it does. We were talking about... It seems like that's the most consistent thing is a lot of historians seem to have like a hunch mm-hmm. that the Egyptians aren't written into history properly. Yeah. Well, there's entire people that we didn't even know existed, like entire eras that we found later, entire civilizations and that just, weren't there. The puzzle yeah. pieces don't really go together. Yeah. And like... So I think that that piece of this makes the most sense. And we were talking off the mic a little bit uh, and we were talking about the Sphinx and, you know, we brought up Egypt earlier and how like there's, there's problems there. And one of the things with the Sphinx is some people believe it was from about 4,500 BC, which would have, or no, not 4,500. It's about 4,500 years old, uh-huh. which would fit into the chronology that we have right now. And that would mean Caffrey made it when he was building the second great pyramid. However, there are more mainstream historians now that are trying to push the idea that the Sphinx is actually 7,000 years old, which puts it a couple thousand years outside of the Egyptians. Mm. Now, that's a huge difference, and that means we're missing a whole civilization. And that's why history revision is very, very important. Because what that probably means, and what some people think, is that the Egyptians, when they found the Sphinx, that like the whole, it doesn't, it doesn't have a nose thing, they think that the Egyptians didn't even see it with a nose. That's what they believe. Wow. So there are some people out there that believe that. But so you're not saying you're you sure? I'm not sure. Because I played Injustice too. Oh. And I saw Flash hit which whatever opponent you would have against, or maybe it was Injustice One. It was Injustice Two. Where he hits. He the, runs through time and yeah, like and slams him into it that, and then he slams him into a dinosaur. Hashtag blame the Flash. Uh, but yeah. Flash but I think a good thing to take away from this uh, is just 
just to remember that like history vision has happened we have proof of it this is one of those conspiracies where it's conspiracy because we have evidence that things like this happen uh and i think it's kind of important too it's my favorite thing there is a grain of truth in every little lie and that's where this kind of stuff comes from yeah so yeah so thanks for listening to the podcast that you love yeah podcast that you treasure we hope you love it love us love us with a comment Please. Yeah, tell Love us, us what you think. Like. Even if it's just a comment on Facebook, I don't Love care us. if it's a wave, you can put up an emoji of Dracula. Please do. A subscribe. And you can subscribe on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. And everywhere you can find podcasts. And if you go on our Facebook after listening to this episode, the first 50 commenters on this episode will receive our greatest thanks. Uh, see you in person, maybe we'll give you a hug. But I won't. Okay, Jason will wave. I'll, I'll, it depends on the situation. He'll, he'll glare ominously from across the street in a dark corner. I'll go, hey, what's that? And then you'll look and then I'll run away. Jason will stalk one of your best friends, whoever you want, in a men in black outfit for a week. Two days, it's decided. He just, he just confirmed. He gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> I uh, did not. Yeah, it's not true. You are history revising my actions. Uh, that is, is it not history, history or is it present? When does present take place? Okay. Now. Okay. Now? Calm but down. now no. is then. Now is then. <laughs> yeah, so you're revising history that happened a minute ago. Right, and the future is going to be like right now. Because that. So I this just is saw, history. Just, as soon as we started this argument, I saw Allie get visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> we were ending this, and now we're in it again. All right, thanks for listening. Thank you for so much. Follow so us, much. like Bye. us, tell Bye. us how you think it is. Bye. And Thanks. always Bye. stay stitious. Bye. 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 Goodbye. That last podcast never happened. It actually happened in 2105. Dang. Oh.